0: Welcome to Max Wrestling, episode 392. This is your Captain Speaking, as the FX and Disney Plus hit series. Welcome to Wrexham, autographed by appointment only, and cheap plug for Ryan. There you go. Where's my paycheck? Where's my paycheck? Along with, Along of course, with LFA Moses Market. um well now that we've uh fixed alexander rowan's interruptions hacking into the fucking show
1: can you mm-hmm. not wait
0: till promo series geez uh let's let's get into really? this week's headliner but before we do remember to give us a like or a follow or a sub wherever you may be listening we appreciate every little thing special thank you to everybody that shot us up on youtube last week uh Damn. i know we often brag about facebook numbers but 220 plus views on youtube last week without even trying was incredible so thank you all yeah we appreciate it and keep it coming i don't know if we did something different or if we just had a really good story to roll with being the aw all-out fallout but hey you know what this week i'm just gonna
2: say if they're, if they're liking our opinion then hey that's what it, that's what it's about you, you we get them with something and we keep them in every week with the same old goodness
0: Pull you back in. So this week, oh, and in case you forget it, YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling. Let's Beautiful. jump into NXT, no longer 2.0. Um, 3.0? 3.0, the return of black and gold, the debut of white and gold, or is it blue and yeah, uh, I pink? No I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, but it's a good sign. Triple H continues to erase all the shit fuckery Vince did. Yeah. Um, so basically the one-year celebration of 2.0 was basically, uh, an adios to 2.0.
2: Which is fine. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I know a lot of other people aren't mad at it. Teddy P is not mad at it to the point where we're trying to get NXT back in the rotation. We'll see how it goes. I mean, um, I'm not going to be that guy. I don't trust Hunter. His plate's too full. I mean, he can run it just fine. He has ideas. He can give it to the henchmen down below, and they can run it. I mean, Sean got a fucking promotion for crying out loud. So I I don't see this thing not working. I just um, – I in all reality, I think they're going to end up finding a happy medium where they're going to still have some, like, developmental nerds, but then they're still going to have, like, that indie uh, big-name – Style wrestling shit, you know what I mean? Where they were bringing in giant indie names, reformatting them, trying to make them in the e way. I think that's still gonna happen, but I think they're still gonna do homegrown. Like, I, in all reality, like they were doing that at the beginning. Like, look. Yeah. At, I mean, this is probably like the wrong guy to bring bring up, but I mean, like, look at fucking Velveteen. He was homegrown as could be, you know what I mean? Look at um, look at fucking. Not, I was gonna say not Chad. Well, Chad Gable. Look at um. Goddamn, who was his partner? Who used to be his partner in the American Alpha? Oh, Jason Jordan. There you go. Just Jason Jordan. I mean, hell, fucking street profits. It can be done. You know what I mean? Guys that have, have never really done wrestling can be bred in the NXT way and then be made into stars. So, it's, it, it's I'm happy it's going back to it. It sucks it took, what, fucking a year and a half?
0: But, hey. Yeah. I mean... Sean was Triple H's second in command back when it was black and gold mm-hmm. and we know Sean's been running things um solo since 2.0 became a thing but like was 2.0 really his choice i mean we all we all know it was a Vince and Pritchard thing no matter how much they want to deny it or Sean take responsibility for it it had Vince's dna all over it
2: oh i mean that's mine that's my notion well not only well to me not only Vince but Pritchard And, like, I keep telling everybody, dude, the only way Pritchard got over in the 90s was with the Brother Love gimmick. That's what he knows. That's what his bread and butter is. So what did he think NXT was going to get better with? Gimmicks. And it fucking took a big old giant toilet. You know what I mean? It was was a no-go.
0: Yeah, 2.0 had so much of Vince's DNA on it, he had to pay it off. Yeah, you're telling me, (laughs) but... Um, so it's a very welcome return of Triple H's vision. We, we can't say it's a return of black and gold because it's not a black and gold logo. It's clearly white and gold. <laughs> yeah, it's white gold. It's all um, right. I believe they've already done tapings there, so some people have seen if there's any difference already. Oh? If there's going to slowly transition. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm enthused to see. I mean, I would... I, <sighs> I'm
2: curious to see how this is really going to go. Like I said, we could be all giddy and happy about the whole thing. Oh, well, you know, Sean did this and Hunter could do this and blah, 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 blah. But for all we know, it it, it could fucking shit the bed, you know, but I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Does that mean like everything's going to, are you going to like rechange everything? Are we going to reformat the fucking arena
0: again? Like. I mean, the arena looks pretty good. It's just, it, it's very bright and colorful, and that's not what Triple H's NXT was. It was dark and gloomy. Well, not gloomy, but, underground. but no, it, it had an underground. Yeah, there you
2: go, underground, exactly. It gave you a very, like, a warehouse feel.
0: Yeah, it was indies, but on a bigger scale. Perfect. Um, so I, I don't think they need to change the arena um i actually kind of liked the dome feel to it it was just the the product is what the problem was it was the yeah stupid characters the cheesy gimmicks everything that sucked about wwe in the early 90s
2: oh oh yeah and trust me that was a that was a dark period too and for the wwf it was a dark period of the early 90s but yeah. i mean it was, I mean, it was his, best. what was the fucking goddamn card player fucking nerd? I don't remember.
0: he's been, been geeky a week like three times.
2: <laughs> but that was my whole thing, it was like, oh, well, it can't be that bad. This guy is like, his whole gimmick is he plays poker, and it's like, okay, well, whatever, so then he should beat everybody at poker. And then he loses. And I'm like, well, there goes your fucking gimmick, he lost to Cameron Grimes.
0: Yeah, what was the point in that? I have no fucking clue. Um, and it was also the fact that we didn't know anybody, which you know, we get it, it's developmental. Um, but how are we supposed to care about people we know absolutely nothing about? This was the beauty of NXT, it mixed rookies with some pretty seasoned veterans. Um, and we got to know these new guys very quickly.
2: But see, here, but see, I love how you brought that up. It was it. It we couldn't get behind anybody because you're absolutely right. They're brand fucking new. Like we've never seen these guys before. They showed up. I, you know, uh, emphasizing here, out of nowhere. You know what I mean? They show up in the PC all of a sudden. Now they're in ring. But when NXT was the NXT of old, that's exactly how they would do it. But the, I guess a little bit of the difference was is like when you had like the vets that you didn't know. At least you can go back and watch 10 years of Ring of Honor of Indies of wherever they were to get a feel of who they were. I couldn't do that with a Tony D'Angelo. I couldn't do that with um fucking the card playing fucking nerd. You know what I mean? Like Cameron Grimes, he had an indie background. Fucking um, I, I actually I believe um Carmelo Hayes had an indie background. Yeah. So and look how fucking good that guy is.
0: And, and they packaged him like he, he was the, the breakout winner, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was
0: a breakout winner too. I think the easily the most successful person from 2.0 was Braun Breaker, and two reasons. One, he still is. He's yeah. Rex Steiner's son. We know who Rex Steiner is. Two, he worked with guys like Champer and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. yeah. So we, we got a chance to get to know him with people that we already do know.
2: Yeah, with his dad being who he is, that was definitely the big help. And then the fact that he looked just like his dad, well, I don't want to say just like his dad. He looked like a buffer version of his dad, which was yeah. why I always went back and forth with, like, why do you sound like your uncle but look like your dad?
0: <laughs> I think he kind of looks like a mix between the two of them. He really does. Like, them Steiner jeans are fucking strong, bud. <laughs> fucking strong. So... Um, we've also heard that TakeOver, well, I think TakeOver is making a return with Halloween Havoc. Oh, Um, okay. Obviously, that was another thing Vince and Pritchard got rid of. There was no more TakeOvers. Um, it was just Mm -hmm. NXT War Games, NXT In Your House, NXT, whatever. But Triple H seems to be making it NXT TakeOver Halloween Havoc. Hey, no disagreements here, no arguments here. I like it. I don't know why they got rid of the takeover name. It was something unique to NXT. It was their their, their trademark.
2: Because that you already know, fucking that Vince Vince has to uh, he had to monopolize everything. You had to fit it into a small brand, and it can't be a takeover. Takeover It's too crazy. You can't take over. And I bet you know. He he was the calm minded one where he would. You can't do this, but then he would have a 60-something-year-old man hooking up with a married fucking vet kind of shit. Yeah. (sighs) The good old days. (laughs) The good old days.
0: I mean, you brought up a good point with um, Black and Gold bringing in veterans like Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Hideo, sorry, Kanta, but... There's nobody really at that level anymore to bring in for no. anything. They're all elsewhere. They're in AEW. They're on the main roster. That's true. They're in Impact. They're in Impact, which makes me feel like I would not be
2: surprised if they start to raid Impact again. Or, you know, you actually, oh, fuck, I, and, I, and I thought about this the other day. They could very easily go after the guys that are leaving New Japan strong. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, if you motherfuck like go get like uh, like a Clark Connors or uh, uh, God, one of the guys just left too. Uh, not Clark Connors. Um, uh, 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 God damn it! I can't remember one, of them. but anyway, there was a there was a group of dudes that originally started into the LA dojo. Clark Connors was one of them, and there was a few others. My name, the names are blanking on me right now. But they were the guys that convinced Shibata to go over to LA, because they were training in Japan, and then they were like, "Well, no, now we're they're basically student coaches over there," and it, they were the excellent group of dudes. But um, I believe Cart Connors was the guy that showed up in AEW, and he was the one that got hurt in the four way. And the we haven't really. Familiar. Yeah, we haven't really seen him since. Um, and then there was a couple of other ones uh that again i'm fucking blanking on right now but they were um one guy ended up deciding to not resign and he was going to hit the indie scene i haven't heard of him hitting uh impact at all or anything like that so i'm thinking he could be heading to like nxt i'm not too sure so it's just my that's that's my estimation my my thing is I, i know how much uh triple h loves japan And I know that he's not trying to, you know, getting guys from Mexico right now is not going to be a thing. I hate to say it like that. It's not going to be a thing. But going overseas to get guys can be a thing. But then why do that, too, when the fucking L.A. dojo is over there? So I'm, I'm just saying it's it's easy access. There's a lot of guys there that are, you know, or gladly go work for their quote unquote dream company. So, I mean, hell, fucking same thing goes for impact. We have to continue to remember that, yeah, we used to always have an asterisk next to us. Oh, well, they really got to go work for WWE because that's their dream company. They want to go work there since they were a kid. But fucking Vince is there. They might bury him like shit. There's no asterisks anymore. Now it's a, well, this guy might book me better. This guy might make me make sense. He may make me want to hang out and stay around. There's reasons to go. So I will, like I said, if if people start leaving Impact, don't be surprised. People start leaving New Japan's strong style system, or uh, uh, New Japan, the Dojo system, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if dudes that are getting used on Dark or Elevation decide, I don't want to resign. And they go to NXT. Papa H got the keys now. He does. And he only needs, you know, all he needs now is patience. Because you're a thousand percent right. As of today, as of today, there are no hot indie stars. I'm sorry if you're that's not true. There's like fucking you know, there's dudes out there that are they have an indie fame or whatever, but not to the extent of a Gargano, of a Champa, of a Finn Balor, of a of an Nadeo Atami. Tommy. You know what I mean? None of those dudes. But in about five months, there's gonna be. You know what I mean? In all reality, if if, if, if if Papa H really wanted to do his thing and if fucking goddamn Kenny didn't get suspended, his contract was up, I believe, in like February or March of next year. He was done. He could walk away. He can go back to Japan. He can do whatever the fuck he wanted. But because of this suspension, TK is going to pull the VK and, oh, I'm going to add some time to your contract. Which is fine. I'm not gonna say I blame him. It's a good business move. I dig it. But now it's looking like him and the Bucks are gonna be free agents come 2024. Yeah. So and then the bidding war begins because not only are they free agents, MJF's a free agent. Chris Jericho is a free agent. Uh, fucking whoa. I think Wardlow's a free agent. Like, there's a lot of dudes losing, lose, losing, losing. No, not losing jobs, but getting. Looking at bigger paychecks come twenty twenty four,
0: but if you listen to TK, he's got more money.
2: A lot, he more does. Money. <laughs> I mean, hell, the way that he's not, spent, he's not helping his dad in, on the football team. So, I mean, he's got money to spend, and he I haven't heard of him bringing in nobody from from his uh, his his team over in London. So he ain't or not. London. I don't forget where his team is out them. there. There you go, full. Of them. I know he ain't bringing nobody in
0: there. Trust <laughs> me. Um, impact though, really also don't have any, any, they don't have any Samoa Joes, any AJ Styles anymore. So yeah. I don't really hear anybody saying, I wish this impact guy signed with WWE. Like I heard for 10 years, people saying AJ should sign with WWE, Samoa Joe yeah. should go to WWE. We don't well, have I mean, those, impact anymore.
2: Those guys made sense. I mean, because they don't have anybody homegrown. Who's homegrown in impact? Anybody? Besides Mickey, well, I was gonna say besides Mickey James, I wouldn't e I would say re-homegrown in that instance, but
0: there's nobody there. There's not Chris Bay? Uh, yeah, I mean they've they've got some some successful people in Impact, but they don't have household names like AJ and nope. Joe and Bobby Roode. I'm really trying to think of one. <laughs> No, they got nobody. <laughs> so, so really, there's nobody that could be brought into NXT 3.0, whatever you want to call it, and make that big of an impact like we had almost every takeover in the black and gold era.
2: Yes and and, and no. There's There's one impact name that would shock the world if she went back to NXT. Deanna Perrazzo. The thing I mean, is, dude, is is we keep thinking about the men's division. Who would make a giant pop in the men's division? Yeah. The women's division is hot as a motherfucker. And let's keep that funky, okay? It is hot as fuck. And Papa H loves him some moons wrestling. Okay. So Deanna is a name. Um I mean, hell, the the problem is is like most of these ladies would much rather go to AEW thinking that they're gonna be used in some art and some are and some aren't. I don't know. Um wouldn't be surprised if Ruby goes back. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's been up and down her whole fucking thing. You know, but you, you got Deanna prazo in Impact, you got um
0: Mickey James will go back. I mean, fuck she go oh, back. She's ready to retire from Impact. Yeah, that's true. She's from impact. From it, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, right.
2: From impact.
0: <laughs> um,
2: but I mean, there, there's, I was going to say, like, well, no, Tasha Steele, she's still, but she's hella young. So I think, yeah. you know, if anything, you know, she could be easily coerced. She's a good star. She's a star that could definitely go to NXT. There's just, we got to go looking. That's the problem. It, it's not out there like, you see that giant roll of on sale gun. No, that that's not happening. But you got to go searching right now. And and there's also no PWG shows to go looking at now because everybody's fucking signed. Cancel PWG ain't something to go look at like how William Regal used to do. Plus he ain't even around. So it's I, I mean, but again, the the overall aspect of it all is patience. Yeah, give it time. By the by, in four or five months from now, the and new and improved NXT could be looking just like the old NXT was. But you know maybe better you can make it better
0: who, who would be the scout for NXT now Road Dog
2: oh god please no that's just <laughs>
0: bad that's just
2: bad um it'd have to be Sean Sean or um I don't know I don't know if I want to send Albert onto the road well he's already going on the road to go look at talent. Who else is in their fucking stable that would fucking look at people?
0: DX. They, I, it is the running NXT.
2: Well, the problem is, is like it's not like Waltman's on the team, so you can't say, "Oh, but Walton's going to go do." This. Like, no, because Walton's not on the team. So, I mean, I don't know. I would on at that. you a thousand on that one. There's nobody there that could truly evaluate talent like that. Um. Well, at least in my opinion, maybe your opinion, the Smarks' opinion, if you will. Um. So it's yeah, it's Sean, bro. If 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 Sean shows up, then yeah, I'm putting on everything I got. Anybody else shows up, I've never seen you before. <sighs> whatever. Yeah. Send the Miz. There you go. Send the Miz to go be your talent scout. I wouldn't be against that. Not at all, actually. Not one day. I'm sorry. I, I mean, and yeah, we've shit on the Miz. I've shit on the Miz. I will gladly raise my hand and say I shit on the guy, but I've also come around and say that I liked him for certain things. But he is the definition of a guy that went from being a fan to I've made it in this business. And he didn't go through the indie scene. He literally, he was the product child of I went through the E system. There is nobody else that went through the system like he did. Nobody else. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe Dwayne is the only guy I can think of that went through the system like he did, you know, did bullshit. He did, what, two and a half, three weeks of indies? But yeah. it was an indie in Florida that fucking the E worked with. So I can't you can't really say it was an indie. Then he
0: immediately went on to doing dark matches and then, bam, right on the TV. So. Uh, I, I, no matter what Phoenix may say, I think Miz is definitely earned respect. It's I believe like, he yeah, does. He's become like a gatekeeper for WWE. I mean, it's it's
2: very easy to hate the guy. It's because he's really he's really good at being a heel. He does great at it. But at the same time, like, yeah, we crapped on the dude how many years ago for his mania appearance? How many years ago was that? And he's fucking still around? Fifteen. I, I, thank you. I was literally going to say back when I was in high school and I wasn't sure. Oh, no,
1: I was in
0: high school. Fifteen. Dwayne came back, so it must have been like eleven, twelve years.
1: Yeah, wanna, still, I'm
0: going to go with eleven, right after high school. Then, but still, that's that's what I'm getting at. For that
2: long, after he's only gotten bigger as a star, bigger, and he only needed the one fucking world title ring.
0: All he has to do is work with Dwayne. Hey, fucking that guy, Dwayne and John. Wayne and John, there you go. What a a combo to work with. (laughs) Um, So we'll probably get into a little bit more of NXT in a little bit, but now for stupid shit people say online, this is shit Mark say. God damn it.
2: OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me
0: you did not just say that.
2: WTF thought he was dead, LOL.
0: Ah, do we have any nerds from TikTok this week? TikTok's been very well-behaved for months now.
2: TikTok is extremely well-behaved ever since everybody started yelling at everybody for being rude and mean and da-da-da. So, I don't know. It's a nice place now. I stopped going there for negative content. Um, I did, however, get into a couple of... No, I got into an interaction with uh, a member of RWT. I don't have the script in front of me, but I'll, I'll give you the whole gist of it. Um... I went into full Mark mode. Not gonna lie, this is this is like a half. He, I don't know. This is like a half a th- this is like a half a mission, half uh, shit Mark set. And it was about the the uh, uh, Gable Steveson basically like the, the big plans for him are cut. And the idea behind that is is because he isn't training. Apparently, he's still going to school, still working on his degree, and he's not making true time in NXT. So I immediately went into defense mode. And was like, then why the fuck did you push him as the next big thing? Why the fuck did you go out there, WrestleMania, and say, this is fucking Gable Stinson. He just won a gold medal. Now he's working with us. Look, he's fucking goddamn Kurt Angle, but bigger. And now you don't got nothing for him. Why did you do that? Like, But then I, I get turned into a, oh, well, dude, you're just talking like a fucking clown because you're just mad that they're not using your guy. In the-. No, 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 no. I don't give a fuck. If he doesn't want to train, that's on him. Plain and simple. You don't want to fucking show up. You don't want to learn this thing where they want to pay you a bunch of money to do it. That's on fucking you, bro. And on nobody else but you. But, and here's where the but is gigantic. Why the fuck are you out there parading him around on the biggest show of your year? The biggest show of the year. Pushing him as the next big thing. You got all these plans when you already know. You already knew back then he wasn't going to be ready, but yet you paraded him. But his fucking brothers kicking ass on NXT, working with fucking uh, the Diamond Mine, working with fucking Roderick Strong and shit. He's over here kicking ass, but because he's not training, but he's the name. We're gonna like that was dumb. That's stupid, you know. Like just because, like Mark Henry, when they. They pushed him because he was getting ready to start working. You know what I mean? And that's why he randomly was showing up fucking with Jerry the King Wallet. So, just, I don't know. And then, so again, Mark Mode fucking, again, it, it was a ramble, but still. I had Half a mission of, of marking out over somebody that I really followed for a long time and they were going to underutilize and the whole everything. And don't tell me to get, like, chill out. I don't know, fucking... I think there's a fucking, this is one of those things where there is a, a a reason for it all. So it's like saying, like jumping down my face and calling me a mark over it. Like, Ab, you're 1,000% correct. I was absolutely marking the fuck out. But the thing is, is you weren't looking at it from a marks perspective. And in, in order to judge, you need to be able to look at it from everything. That's why I'm saying, I'm not mad that they decided to pull the plug. I'm mad that you pushed him knowing he wasn't fucking doing nothing. That's what I'm mad about. Tell him me he's coming. He's getting ready. He's this and he's that. And, you know, and goddamn, well, motherfucker's got his goddamn head in the books because he's too busy working on his degree. Why'd you push it? That's my problem. So now it's, oh, it's a big old screeching hole. Everybody knows that we're not working with Gable Steveson right now. Okay, then why, again, why'd you push it? Be able to look at it from both sides of the perspective.
0: Because
2: Vince. Because of Vince. You know what I mean? Then says publicity, we push
0: him out there. Even though he got no publicity. Um, well, you're gonna like this one. So, Lord, first up this week is JFK and a bunch of numbers. Love it. Uh, Roman is the biggest star in wrestling. Nobody knows Okada outside the i w c. To which somebody replies, nobody is arguing that Roman isn't the biggest star globally, but in Japan, you put on a show headlined by Reigns against a show headlined by Okada, the Okada show wins. Same goes for Tanahashi, Omega, Naito, and other big current recent New Japan names. JFK and a bunch of numbers replies up the madness this is not true if wwe went to japan just like they went to wales it would be bigger than any new japan show they did and it wasn't
2: i was gonna say they, yeah they did um they went to i forgot where they did the show beast in the east
0: or whatever and it didn't do that the, 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 the unpronounceable oh
2: ryoku oh ryoku hall
0: Okay, so not too bad. Um,
2: But then, didn't they have another one, though? They had another show just recently in Japan. I want to say within the last couple of years. Because I could have sworn this was like Shinsuke's coming back
0: to Japan and shit like uh, that. They, they did a house show, yeah.
2: Oh, then. But the point of the matter is, is Roman Reigns, yes, he is gigantic because the E is everywhere. It is literally... It is like uh, what the, there's there's uh, there's so many sacred things in India, and 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 fucking and WWE is one of them. Okay, like that's how popular they are around the world. So when you say shit like only the IWC knows about Okada, that's the American IWC. How do you what do you think about the UK? Do you think that they're only watching wrestling in the UK, or are they branching out to fucking something that's literally right across the pond? You know what I mean? And then the same thing, like, Australia's a fucking flight away. You think they're only watching Australia wrestling? Only watching guys in the UK? Or is it they're watching? That Stop looking at everything in a fucking bubble like that, bud. People are watching. People, If Okada wasn't known that well, why the fuck did goddamn AEW fucking break a fucking pay-per-view record? And the guy wasn't even announced? I mean, come on
0: now. And you, you could argue that um, Beast in the East didn't do as well as, say, Wrestle Kingdom because it was a smaller arena. If WWE could have gone to a huge stadium and sold it out, they would have.
2: Exactly. They would have, and they would do it, and they would run with the opportunity to do so. But the thing was, is even then, Brock Lesnar, their biggest drawing star in fucking cent- in, I was gonna say centuries, in decades, went destroyed a man wasn't even the main event and left yeah. and it did no more better and no more worse than a fucking house it was a fucking glorified house show which is that's the problem so it's yeah dude if i go to japan and you can here's the fun thing you can go to japan and you can put up posters everywhere you can go to malls you can go to arcades you can go to uh, uh sushi and ramen restaurants whatever. Roman Reigns is coming to town. Roman Reigns is coming to town. Roman Reigns is coming to town. You let the fucking Corrigan Hall, you let fucking that thing just say, Okada wrestles tonight, fucking sold out. Fucking sold out. (laughs) However, Roman Reigns, everybody's like, you see this poster I got? I fucking stole off a window. They don't give a shit. They're not going to care. Yeah, that's the WWE guy. Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some fucking kids that care. Maybe some, like, yeah, maybe some grown men. But the reality is, is you're not going to top an Okada in Japan. You're not going to top a Naito, a Tanahashi, uh, a fucking Shingo. You know what I mean? You're not going to top these guys. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I don't. I understand your argument. And PWI is now all of a sudden your guys' is number one read and every E! fan on the fucking planets. I've been reading PWI since you came out. back. And blah, 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 blah. No, you haven't. You're full of shit. You know, but because Roman Reigns is number one, now all of a sudden PWI you know, can't do no wrong.
1: Okay.
0: Let's also not forget, PWI's list is based on k success. Not, not to how mention... good of a wrestler they actually are.
2: Thank you. Not to mention, to me, there was two guys that were, probably more than two, or, yeah, two guys, let's go with two, that were definitely left off that list. One was Will Ospreay. Because he's been putting on banger after banger after banger after banger. And speaking of the banger alert man, who the fuck's Dax Hardwood? I mean, like, we're talking about wrestler of the year. I don't know a guy who's put on more good matches this year than Dax Hardwood. Now, maybe I'm not watching everything else, and that's on me. But from what I can see, Dax Hardwood is the best singles wrestler out today. As far as wrestling, yeah. He's not moving merch like a motherfucker. I'm not gonna say he's not one of the best promos because he, every time he gets the mic, it's awesome. So I mean, again, where's the love for that? But no, 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 no. He's just a tag team guy. Nah, fuck that.
0: Um, next up, I'm. I don't need to change his name. This one comes from Brad Shepard, <clears throat> um, who seems to have a bit of a meltdown and was arguing with somebody. Um, But he literally tweeted it Just outright Um, If you don't think I know where the pro wrestling Bodies are buried you better think again Motherfucker You better remember this the next time you choose to run your fucking piss flippers I don't know (laughs) who he's angry with (laughs) Somebody's pissed off Brad Shepard
2: Bro that is beyond pissed (laughs) off You fucking pissed In this man's cereal What the fuck (laughs) Jesus! I that mean, man. I didn't
0: know he can get that mad. No. It um, <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to Brad Shepard unleashed. fucking seriously. God damn. Okay. Somebody go check on Brad. Yeah, please. Dip fucking make sure he's okay. <laughs> he is mad. Um, and now we have cartoon mugshot guy. Eighty five. I can't um, I can't. Who says CM Punk in AEW is the modern ultimate warrior in WCW. But y'all aren't ready for that conversation.
2: I'm sorry. What?
0: Um okay.
2: That don't make no fucking sense. Maybe that's just me. I, I but that don't make sense at all.
0: No. Like not even close. Uh, Warrior cut some bizarre promos. D- didn't always have great matches. In fact, had one of the worst pay per view matches. Um, meanwhile, Punk, yeah, okay, he's had a bit of a meltdown recently, but he's consistently great on the mic and he has had some banger matches.
2: Yeah. I'm about to say, there there is definitely a big difference between the fucking ultimate warrior and his transition to WCW after taking, what, like a year and a half off of wrestling? uh, As opposed to seven years while being on top of your game. Not leaving wrestling because you had a fucking coke problem, because you kept failing a fucking steroid test and Vince couldn't take it anymore. You couldn't take your fucking ego anymore. Instead, this was a guy who, yeah, well, that's not true. Vince said, you got to fucking go. With Punk, he took his ball and went home. But again, you're telling talking about a guy who was on top of the world. He was the Okada back in what 2012. He was well, Okada was you know he was a young Okada, but still he was the big name. He was the name of pro wrestling CM Punk, you know. And yes, there was guys like Hiroshi Tanahashi was still around. You know what I mean? But he was the man. He turned around, he walked away. Seven years later, he decides, after a fucking terrible MMA stick, decides he's gonna try to pro wrestle again. And at first, it was great. You know what I mean? It works out in its favor. It, it's he gets giant pumps every night. He's great on the mic, like you said. Banger matches for a while. He's putting guys over. Let's fucking emphasize that part, because that's something Warrior never fucking did. He's putting guys over. And then yeah, now he's had a meltdown. Just now. After how long of being with the company? Not fucking after doing bullshit fucking video work like uh playing fucking warrior like with the, the playing mirror mirror games with Hulk Hogan and fucking uh just stupid shit, the stupid shit. Just such difference. There's such difference and the fucking the stupidity that you that they can't be seen. Is ridiculous.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. And then shout out to Carlos with a great reply. Vince McMahon is the wrestling industry's Harvey Weinstein, but y'all aren't ready for that conversation. There you yes, go. Yes, we yes we are ready for that conversation. I'm and down you're for 100% that. 100 right.
2: Let's go, bro. <laughs> the beers are on me. Let's start that conversation. <laughs> Fuck. Hey,
0: Jim Cornette did a five hour podcast. We That's nothing.
2: Well, yeah, let's go. Fucking <laughs> crack a Mountain Dew. And let's rock it.
0: Okay, moving on to go back in time with this week in wrestling history. Um It's pretty pretty balanced this week. So, September 11th, 2005. One of the best matches you will ever see anywhere. AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe in the iconic triple threat match at Unbreakable um, for the x title. To this day, is still the only TNA or Impact match that Dave Meltzer has awarded five stars to. And it's fucking well-deserving. Well, deserved. that shit. Fire, that match. It, it was incredible. I mean, I can think of a few more that probably... May have deserved five stars since then, but this this was the be-all, end-all. Um, yeah,
2: like I'm always saying, with you guys watching Impact and then other people who have had an Impact following, and then, you know, I've gotten close with everybody, it turned into a, hey, you got to check this one. Hey, you got to check this one, too. You got to check this one. The point what we have on the Discord, we have match- must-see matches, and there's a hand more than a handful of Impact matches on there. The Triple Threats, one of them. Um, there was one, it's Samoa, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angles one, yeah. uh, but I forget which exact one. I think it's the one where they had no ropes Ooh. or was it, was it no ropes or no, was it a cage? I forget. I think it was a cage. Um, and then there was another one, but this was a more recent one. It was a Laredo kid match. But still the, the point is, 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 is yeah, that that was, that was a damn good one. And yeah, there's more than just. There should be more than one five-star match in Impact. And I'm not even one to watch them all like that. And I got there's gotta be more than one.
0: I will always um plead the case for AMW and Triple X in the cage at turning point oh four. And not just because of Elix Skipper walking the top of the cage. The whole match was just a bad bad
2: fucking spot, bro. Like the <laughs> fact that I have seen that spot memed out like a bazillion times. Tells me that that was a it had to be a banger because there's no way a clip like that hangs out for as long as it does without that no. match made.
0: That that's coming up to eighteen years old in a couple of months. God damn, it it's, it's still one of Impact's most iconic moments. Sh- but uh, I mean, this match was full of big spots. AJ, I love hitting the Fosberry flop because it was it just it was so effortless, and that was AJ back in the day. Yeah, AJ was—he is the man. What am I saying? I was gonna say he was the man. No, he is the man. What am I saying? Now, now we got a uh, mainstream wrestling fans like, what the fuck's a Fosbury flop? Go check it out. Uh oh.
2: This fucking fun ass episode, man. Can
0: can we guess? It's better security for Rowan's hack. What are we like? Hacking? What are right. HBO?
2: I guess so. We're just getting hacked
0: left and right, man. Um, next one, September 11th, 2016. Becky Lynch became the first ever SmackDown women's champion as she defeated Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Naomi, Natalia, and Nikki Bella in a six pack elimination challenge at Backlash. Man, SmackDown in 2016 was just special. That was a great roster and a great sign. When things went right back in the day, yeah. Like, SmackDown literally became the A show, and then Vince didn't like mm-hmm.
2: it. <laughs> and Vince got mad at that. Like, what are you making you man better than me? What are you
0: doing? Raw's the flagship show. God damn it, don't you know it's fucking the red show? That, that does it. Next draft, we're taking all their stars. And that's exactly what they fucking did. Jesus. Um, AJ Styles also defeated Dean Ambrose to win his first WWE Championship. <laughs>
2: He should have more. I think he's only got three. He
0: should have more. Is it three? I thought it was two. Is it two? Oh, come on. One was pretty long. Okay. But still, he had had a good run with one of them. He should be at least four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's crazy that even an ex-TNA guy became a two-time WWE champion. (laughs) Right? Uh, September 12, 1999. In what is considered one of the worst WCW pay-per-views in history. Fall Brawl was main evented by Sting defeating Hulk Hogan to win his sixth WCW World Title. Oh yeah, oh, okay.
2: Trying to remember how much fucking fuckery went on in that one. It sounds like a lot, especially back in '99. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that was when they were really trying to get away from the NWO thing and they wanted to Sting save us. But at the same time, I also think that was when Sting was getting ready to turn fucking red and black.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, one right? review I saw was every match was zero stars
2: it's <laughs> not surprising that is not surprising i remember i remember watching wcw uh, like after, like i want to say like early 99 and nitro was it was already unbearable by that point
0: it, yeah ass ass to say the least U- uk fans will get this um it was so bad in 99 it aired on channel 5
1: Oh, Lord,
2: that just it just sounds bad. It just sound, I don't know what belt, nothing about it, but that just sounds bad.
0: Uh, meanwhile, WWE was kicking it on Sky Sports. Right. Okay. uh September 12, 2004, after Randy Orton found the missing World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam, uh, he was famously kicked out of Evolution, and his reign was then short-lived as he lost to former mentor Triple H at Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which sucked. He only held the world title for like a month,
2: if that. Yeah. I remember when he won it. I remember when he, or should I say, found it. Uh, yeah. And then he had the, the big old celebration the next day with the fucking thing, and then the theme change, and the blah, the blah, blah. And, and I was like, God damn, push this fucking kid to the moon, why don't you? And they
0: yeah. said, nah, <laughs> no, we're not. They were like, Randy Orton's not getting over his face. Like, I really liked him.
2: Yeah, right? I was like,
0: uh, what do you mean? Like People were
2: getting behind him.
0: I know, the Mercy I, Drive I, theme. I know Randy hates it, but I love the Mercy Drive theme. Oh, that's great. Uh, and finally, September 13th, 2009, at the one and only WWE Breaking Points. Um, <clears throat> tag Team Champions, Jericho defeated Mark Henry and MVP. The Legacy defeated DX. Kane defeated the Great Khali in a Singapore Kane match. <laughs> love it. Christian defended the the ECW title against William Regal. Um, CM Punk defeated The Undertaker in a submission match to retain the world title. And in the only title change of the night, John Cena defeated Randy Orton in an I Quit match for the WWE title. Because, of course, he did.
2: I was going to say, of course, he did. (laughs) Talk about Johnny.
0: Yeah, that was the only breaking point they ever did. But they they also incorporated it into the game. Like, the submission system became the breaking point system. Mm Uh, and then the following year, they just replaced it with Night of Champions. But, yeah, well, that's was fun for the year. Yeah, the whole submission theme was cool, but let's not do it again. Well, yeah, you got to plug the video game, goddammit. And then once the video game's out, ah, fuck it.
1: <clears throat>
0: All right, next up, it's time to guess the wrestler.
1: <laughs> I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler, better than all
0: the wrestlers. It's all right. Um, so let's kick it off with... Actually, wait a minute. Let's not do WWE first. Let's, <coughs> go... let's go... Let's go obscure. Okay, we're not doing WCW either. Well, goddamn. All right, well, we'll NWA. Um, so, uh, eight-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion the race. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was easy. I couldn't do WWE because he didn't win any titles in WWE. Nope. Well, apart from King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it yeah. and he didn't win any titles in WCW either. And nope. he was in the Hall of Fame for both of them.
2: No, was just because he was the carryover. He was he was still part of the company back when it first changed into WCW, but
0: he was because he was an
2: eight time NWA champion, they wanted to recognize him. So, yeah, no, he had made his mainstay in NWA.
0: Um, I could have gone with so many obscure championships before I went with NWA. I was, bet. Like, All Japan, All-Star yep. Pro, American Wrestling Association, um, Central State Wrestling, uh, Championship okay. Wrestling from Florida, uh, Eastern Sports Association, um, Missouri, Maple Leaf. Just... Yep, the the fucking list goes on for Harley, but yeah, he literally
2: traveled the world. All Japan was one of the places he loved to go to. Uh, he was loved there, but yeah,
0: no, he's he's got them all. He's got a lo- he's got a fucking long list of titles. Yeah, I want to know exactly how many, but I don't have time to count them right now. Right, it's fucking
2: big ass number. It is, man. I tell you what.
1: This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the Ultimate Vanessa. Your girl's name of wrestling.
0: Hey, Preston Vance here, a.k.a. number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice
2: of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast.
0: And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast.
2: And we're about to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're gonna take it to the
1: max! Take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the madhouse.
0: Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us. Still to come, this week's Geek of the Week and Best of the Week and all the other wrestling moves that's been going on. And during the break, um, I don't have an exact number, but Harley Race won over 40 championships. That's not fucking surprising. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, um, next week, in another special themed episode of Match Crossing podcast, Match Crossing Summer's End. We enjoyed success a few weeks ago with Tidal Wave and House of the Dragon King, so next week we're celebrating the twenty twenty two Equinox, whatever the hell it is, with a world championship match. Um, I will put my gold on the line on trial against the Phoenix. So he's been pointing the finger, running his mouth, so allow me to put him back into place. Ooh, okay. And once i'm done with phoenix i'm taking that world title to promo series 7 rising storm in 10 weeks to defend against travis walker anderson and the lawyer the goddamn lawyer chad malcolm <laughs> it will be the first time the world championship has been defended against multiple challengers but let's be honest chad's just had to so make sure the shape doesn't interfere again oh, again plus more jury versus house of ashes action That's- Try saying that when you've had a few. Mm -hmm. As Moses defends the television championship against Cypher in a rematch from Moses' open challenge at Promo Slam. This time, it'll be a TV triathlon with one round of trivia, two rounds of promo. Let's go. I'm ready.
2: Is he ready? That's the true question at hand. The trivia game better be sharp. The promo game better be sharp. Because all I know is is I got problems with the wrongs.
0: Doesn't everybody?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we we got the best goddamn warrior in the game. Uh, so we're told.
1: The,
0: the Phoenix will defend the knowledge championship in the traditional winner stays on gauntlet. He has two mystery challengers Wh- Whoever the third champion is in round three will defend against your current reigning world champion, the Captain. Funny. And finally mike larkin returns to pick up the mic once more squaring off against his former rival and co-host dc daniel grimmins in a promo exhibition with the added stipulation that mike gets six minutes while dc gets eight. eight. Oh, minute advantage kind
2: of, for dc kind of sure
0: and of course the predictions championship will be on the line for survivor series that's where you guys can get involved and the group MVP will be decided. Can Travis make it eight straight defenses? <sighs> make sure you join us on November twenty fourth to find out. Go to MaxRacing slash promo series seven for more information. Sam. So, in other news, um, following his main roster debut at Clash at the champ uh, Clash at Champions, Clash at the Castle.
1: Clash <laughs> the Castle. <laughs> uh,
0: Solo Sikoa arrived on SmackDown with the Usos and Sammy. Because obviously Roman still doesn't want to work every Friday. No. Uh, uh, He's later, like, I got obligations. Yeah. L- later on he faced Drew McIntyre in the main events. Um, Killer cross. Carry on, whatever you want to call him. Unpauses his rivalry with McIntyre. But it was this past Tuesday on NXT where uh, Solo became North American champion. To no surprise, Bloodline getting more gold. I was just gonna say, like, why? But okay, I mean, it fits the story. It does. I'm. I i got to be honest though. I'm kind of over all the gold being in the bloodline.
2: A little bit, but you want to know what would make it like hilarious and also even more painful if Sammy went
0: down and won the NXT title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, <laughs> second. Yeah, again. Um, it was <laughs> nice actually to see Sammy take a bullet for Solo because it shows, like, he, he's not dicking around. He's serious about being part of the bloodline.
2: I mean, hell, he's hit, he's hitting up Rikishi, like, come on, Dad, put me in there. Like, four <laughs> sons in this picture or whatever the fuck. I'm like, I love this dude. I'm loving what he's doing. It's fucking great.
0: And, you know, Roman and the Usos can't not take him seriously when he's putting himself out there, taking chair shots. Mm-hmm. hes He's literally taking bumps for the group that
2: exactly quite literal shots for you, buddy's he's out there taking the bullets. God, I love Sammy. Please don't hurt Sammy. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> you know, I had, I had read a thing that apparently uh, originally, uh, like a cut, like a, maybe like a year or so ago, they had pitched the, uh, or I think it was road dog. Shockingly that had pitched the idea to Sammy that, uh, Hey, you should, you should play two characters. You should be El Generico running around on one show and then be Sammy Sammy Zayn on the other one. I'm like, that's fuck one of the best things I've ever heard fucking Road Dog ever
0: pitch ever. Like that's a good move. Yeah. Uh I mean we don't know what happened to El Generico. He uh, retired and moved to the coast somewhere. We yeah, we heard that he's that he's lost in the in the bays of Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> um, also on SmackDown, naturally Ronda Rousey became number one contender for Liv's title. Again. Yeah. Um <laughs> Honestly, I think it's too soon. Like, are they going to give the title back to Rhonda? Does does Liv not get a bit of a longer run? Because obviously we still have Shayna Baszler involved. She's still a rival to Liv. There's still that little tension between her and Rhonda.
2: Yeah, that's, oh man. you're Yeah, you got me on that one. I was already thinking, well, like, it it sounds like they're going to build directly towards Rhonda and Shayna. And I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem. Yeah, that's the thing that kills me. It's like not everybody has to have a year ring. I understand that. Don't come at me. Don't yell at me. Whatever. But if it's not at least five months, four four to five months long, then it's gonna it's it's gonna take a hit, and it's gonna be a negative one, and it's gonna look bad on her. If anything. I would say make this thing a triple threat, and that way, live. This is one of those things where like live can't be pinned. Not that you, I just don't want to bring down her momentum. You have somebody that people are gravitated to, and if you start to bear, and I don't want to say bury because that's not the term I should be really using. You don't want to slow down her momentum, because if you do, it's going to cause a ruckus, and you don't want to be causing a ruckus. You don't want the people to oh fuck, here goes Ronda again. Oh, I don't want to see Ronda, and it's going to be Complain City. But if you ease them into it, and God, I hate that we have to be that way, but it it, it is what it is because you fucked us before, well, not Hunter, but other people. Mm-hmm. It's I need you to like tiptoe it just just for right now, just for right now. So like do like a triple and maybe don't pin live, or have Lynn pin Shana, and then you just keep pushing fucking her and ronda for another
0: you know seven pay-per-views yeah um i mean any like you said anything under like four or five whatever months would hurt live not because she's so over but because it took them so long to pull that fucking trigger yeah they really yeah like they built up and built up and built up to this moment for like what two years it felt like yeah, at least two years you're not just going to pull the rug out from under her so quickly? Like, let her enjoy this rain? Let us enjoy this rain? Yeah, that's what
2: it really is. Let us enjoy it. Like, if she's going to lose it anytime soon, wait till Survivor
0: Series. Yeah, I guess. At least do it on a big pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Sorry, premium live events. Premium <laughs> live events. But uh, speaking of title changes, we do have new Women's Tag Team Champions. Shocker. Uh So Raquel and Aaliyah had it for a hot minute before it's now on the people that it should have been on in the first place. So new champions, oh, they actually have a name now too, Damage Control. I thought that was just like a Oh, that's
2: lame. No, I like Current Sky.
0: I thought it was just a funny meme of Damage Control. Oh, we fucked up on the booking, so let's fix it. But no, that's their team (laughs) name. That is their team (laughs) name. But it should have gone to them in the first place. Like Toxic Attraction came up and lost for whatever reason. Um, I don't know why you bring a team up to make them lose? But hey, no. But at least now it is rightfully with Dakota Sky and EOS Sky. But it should have been on them in the first place because it now that, now they they had a little dent in their momentum.
2: And trust me, momentum is big right now. Momentum is big. If you're not getting pushed by Papa H,
0: that's a problem. No, Aaliyah and Raquel had no momentum. They only put the titles on them because it was unpredictable.
2: Hey, that, that, that's all right. It's once in a, we, unpredictable is it, it, nice every now and again. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not going to argue it. Fuck with it. You know what I mean? I'm down.
0: Yeah. So they had the titles for, <laughs> for two weeks. Oh, damn. Okay. I guess it's better than 24 hours. Like, yeah, fuck, uh, seriously. The like Coder and Mikhail had. 24 goddamn hours, that's it. You you lose him tomorrow. What? You fucking heard me. Uh, and then Dark Dominic continues to get darker.
2: Dark Dominic, <laughs> um,
0: I like it. <laughs> well, I would say Dark Dom, but that could be him or Rhea. Right, um, seriously. I mean, we had Rhea just whispering in his ear this week. Whispering sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. Like later when I tie you up. Excuse me? Yeah, you fucking yeah. Soon they
2: get nasty. The other thing is, I've seen this meme the other day. And it was fucking hilarious. It's like, why are these goddamn Australians so so worked up over Rey Mysterio's kids? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was the best. But it's true. It really um, is,
0: though. What was your guys' infatuation with these young fellas and this young lady. And, and Edge is now injured. He's going to be sure. out for a few months. Save himself one last
2: match and be done. Which is, hey, he, he stayed
0: way longer than I thought he was going to stay.
2: So, kudos to him.
0: I I don't know. When, when did we reach the point where Edge outstayed his welcome? Uh, when they turned him heel. Yeah, that, that was... And strange. then realized, oh, fuck, we can't do this. That was stupid. They turned him heel, then kicked him out of his own group a few weeks later, and what the fuck? Oh, man.
2: And now he's trying to kill the group. <laughs> and now he's trying to kill the group, because that makes all the sense in the world. That's like putting Edge and Christian with fucking, uh, I don't know, goddamn uh, homeboy from the homeboy from the brood, Gangrel, oh, Gangrel and then saying, yeah. we're kicking Gangrel out of the group. Like, what the fuck? That makes no goddamn sense. And they did, but they did just that. And now they, they're trying to recover and it's literally, it's, it's, it's a bad story right now. What it is, it's just, it's full of memes. It's fucking hilarious because, you know, we finally got Dom to turn and be on his own. And hopefully he can actually do something on his own. Maybe learn from somebody. If there's somebody you could really learn from, it's fucking Finn. Okay, Finn's, Finn's knowledge is redonkulous. So get behind Finn as fast and best as you can. But, it, it, I mean, it, the, the story sucks.
0: It's just funny, though. Dark down. Yeah, he, he... The memes are right. He is literally Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I I'm can see waiting him
0: dancing. for him to drop the... I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. No, don't do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. Okay, do it, because it'd be fucking <laughs>
2: hilarious. <laughs> He fucking really does look like spider I can't get that image out of my head. It's great. It's
0: fucking great. We, we injected some venom into dumb. There we go. So, uh, there's still talk about Triple H wanting to split the world titles before Mania because Raw desperately needs it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't, like I keep saying, it wouldn't be so bad if Roman was actually working both shows, but he barely works his own show so here's an idea um fury has a briefcase roman picks up a mic and says i'm getting tired of carrying two belts around here just just take one forget the briefcase right nobody needs to get pinned raw gets the title back and it builds on roman's arrogance that he thinks he's beyond or he's above the wwe title i mean
2: that doesn't sound bad in 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 the least that sounds awesome actually that literally you're building on the cockiness that is fucking uh, Roman Reigns. You're, you're you're stacking his ego more so. And on top of that, you're able to split the belt without pissing anybody off. Yeah. But then you're going to piss people off because, why are the guy going off the ferry? Who cares? Who cares? Just fucking split the motherfuckers. You know, it, it, it's just, I don't. I mean, I've said already that I, I don't. I, the only way I see them splitting is at Mania when The Rock beats him. Yeah. But at this point. I'm sick and tired of it, too. You need champions on your fucking uh, your TV shows. And as much as I'm cool with the elevation of the U.S. title, because yes, and yeah. the elevation of the IC title, because yes, but those are, as you guys have pushed on us for as long as I've been fucking this tall, those are mid-card titles. Your top guys don't win mid-card titles. Titles. They win the Wind Eagle. They win the you know, the big gold. Where's the big belts? That's what it is. So it's like bring, give me a fucking champion I can love or hate
0: every fucking week. Yeah, and, and I can't as, love or hate Roman from home. I'm just as, saying. I'm just saying. As prestigious as the IC and the US titles are, nobody strives to just become United States champion or international champion. They want to be a world champion. Hmm. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it is cool seeing Triple H put a lot more focus and a lot more um, sense emphasis behind those two, two mid-card titles, but it's just not the same. It's not. Like I said, it is welcomed. We appreciate it. the titles is the simplest solution to breaking them up. He's got the briefcase. It entitles Mm -hmm. him to one world title match, not two. That's true. It's simplistic. I just wish WrestleMania would get here next week so we can have Rock and Roman and be done with it.
2: Yeah, the anticipation
0: built for like three fucking years. And just keeping the titles on Roman just to get him to Mania is getting tiresome. As good as he's been, it's just we know why they're keeping inside the on him, and it's just tiresome at this point. Mm-hmm. Not not only that, it's it's taking opportunities away from other guys.
2: Yeah, that's 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 the true the true sense of it all right now. Having two belts on this guy is taking opportunities away from multiple people, a magnitude of people. Now, I'm not saying that they can't all go up to him and lose because, honestly, that's just burials right there. You can't do that. But if you fucking split these things up and you can at least have somebody else be the dickhead, then that's helpful. And, you know, on top of that, the dickhead would be on television, yeah. which is, you know, the most important part.
0: So moving on to Dynamite. Speaking of world titles, you don't have a world champion in AEW right now. No. Um, Mox defeated Sammy Guevara. Great opening match. Oh, yeah. Uh, naturally. So, Mox goes through to the next round. Later on, of course, in the main event, Brian Danielson goes over Jericho. So, we are going to get Combat Club versus Combat Club for the title,
2: which is going to be awesome. Um, rumor
0: has it Mox is just going to be
2: here you go. Hey, sorry to ruin your vacation. Here's your three time championship. Just uh, turn around and lose it to MJF later on. Which is going to be, I mean, that's the rumor. I don't hate that rumor. Um, however, I think if it's going to be a turnaround like that, and people are going to give me shit for this, but then let let it be Brian. I would much rather Danielson get to win. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. One, because he needs it. And the next fucking AEW pay-per-view isn't until, fuck what, November? december
0: yeah
2: yeah it's there plenty November. of time plenty of time for him to hold on to that belt and be fucking whatever with it you know what i mean and if you really need to he can lose it on television and it not be a fucking giant deal i mean it will pause it would be a giant deal but it wouldn't be hurt something that's what i'm looking for Hurt. it wouldn't it wouldn't be hurting it no. would be helpful we we've yeah. also
0: seen mjf and Mox like MJF and Danielson is completely fresh. Yes. Ultra fresh.
2: And you um, know what? Maybe
0: that's what we need. And we know Danielson can be an uber baby face. And we know MJF mm-hmm. is one of the best heels going.
2: So, yeah, way to do a fucking flip in that.
0: To have a guy
2: who is portrayed as a heel in, uh, in fucking Danielson. And a guy who's portrayed, well, he's already been a heel, but whatever. But still, I think it would be cool because, yeah, you're going to have this – you're going to have people who are loving MJF who are excited thinking this is his chance. He's going to win. He's got to win here, da da, da, da da and they're getting excited for it, but then he's going to do some shit that makes you hate him, and that's awesome. And then the same thing with Brian. You want to love him, but then he's going to do some shit that makes you want to hate him, and, no, oh, I can't have this guy as my champ. and da, da. So it would be a much better story in my opinion because to me – if you give Mox a belt for the third time and even if it is six months later, okay or fucking what? three months later that's that's a no, man. you're taking your fucking your big like he is officially at that point your Okada. at that point he is your Okada. you're gonna give Okada to fucking Zach Saber Jr. You're gonna give Okada to fucking El Desperado because that's what that is. And it's not an it's not a knock on MJF. It's not a knock on MJF. It's a knock on how fucking strong they built Mox. Yeah. And you can't just turn around and beat them like that. You can't you just can't. Even with the help of this fucking stable by hire. or stable by retainer or whatever the fuck you call it the firm. The firm, the goddamn yeah, the firm. But I, I don't know. Give it to Brian to have people shut up so he, they're happy that he got a world title reign. And then MJF gets put over by Danielson, who, in, in in no disrespect to Mox, would probably give MJF the better match.
0: Yeah. Um, MJF also running down Mox this week after the match. Uh, making oh, it seem like hilarious. they're going for MJF and Mox. But at the same time, MJF could cost Mox the match next week. And then, obviously, they need a way to write Mox off TV because he's owed a six-week vacation now. Right? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Give him my vacation, TK. Mox is the MVP of AEW. Oh, no through and through. It. Through and it, through. It. Without
2: him, well, truly, let's be like, let's be honest. As much as everybody says, like, oh, it was Kenny and the Bucks that have this great relationship with New Japan, and that's why they're da-da-da-da-da-da. Who was the guy going over there? Mox. As much as the Bucks and them have a great, like, a great relationship with Gato, it was Mox that was the star. You know what I mean? So it's... It, I, I just... <sighs> mm, I, I, I'm. I, this is one of those things where it's like it's. I'm super indifferent over the whole everything. Like it's ah, God, I can't
0: wait though. Well, let's just make it happen. Yeah, well, uh, Pat Buck was back at work this week.
2: No, well, that I mean that explains why we only had four matches in fucking nine hundred and twelve promos. The, you know what? The show went really quick though. It did and that's that is a that is a, a a positive i'll give him a thumbs up on that one which
0: is a rare occasion over here like, i just said. i watched it this morning on on catch-up so it, it was it was what 90 minutes instead of two hours but it mm-hmm. got to like i think it was the entrance for swerving our glory and then the feed cut for me to put part two on i'm like wait part one's over already yeah move quick um, nice. Speaking of which, um, Swerve and Our Glory defeated Lucha Bros, obviously, because they're moving on to the Acclaimed next week yeah. uh, to defend the titles. So, I mean, it's nice to see a title match, but not so much when it's so predictable because you already know what the next match is going to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get you on that one, but at the same time, I mean, if you got to look at the opener as well. The opener was mad predictable. Yeah. We, so, we knew I the mean, box
0: was going through.
2: it makes sense. But no, I was with you. It's like, why the Lucha Bros? Like you couldn't have like beat like uh, I don't know like Bear Country or something, <laughs> right. like at least oh well they've been winning on dark or something. Okay, cool. Hey, fuck, that makes sense. But like you're literally gonna I mean and I get it, but that to me was already like a like a like a negative kick. Like they just won the trios titles, yeah, and you're just gonna have them go out there and lose. I mean, not in like terrible fashion. They didn't get squashed or nothing, but still,
0: it's it's uh, it is bad taste. I, I get the feeling this was all Pat Buckery because mm. even Max Castor and a mic felt a little off this week, felt, felt forced. Extremely,
2: extremely. And that's, that's something that I, it's hard to say with Max Caster because he comes off so fucking fluid and chill and everything else. And he, somebody handed him a script this week. Oh yeah. And said, like, hey uh, bud, you're not rapping. Say this. What?
0: Can I can I at least have a cool insult besides I'm gonna beat your ass?
2: No. <laughs> no, plain and
0: simple. Aw. It's it's bad enough. I got these two running around scissoring each other, and now you want me to say I'm gonna beat somebody's ass. That's what fucking
2: Pat Buck was saying. He's like, Look, bro, you gotta go out there with fucking Billy Gunn, who's been in the goddamn business since ninety five. You understand? Like, I need you to fucking get in and get out. <laughs> Say these lines, fucking scissor you, and get out of here. <laughs>
0: um, in like the space of a couple of minutes, we had two matches set up for Rampage just
2: randomly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan in, challenged by Ethan Page. Matt Hardy, yes, he still works there. Uh, challenged Darby uh, Allen. Fuck that. I'm
2: happy, but. I- I'm excited for Ethan and Danhausen. I mean, they're it's gonna be a squash, they're gonna get his ass beat, whatever. But I mean, like, the reality is is they're like best friends outside yeah. the ring. So
0: this is this should be really good. And it, it was set up pretty well too with Danhausen selling <laughs> it. Yes, let's go and get him. Wait. Crap.
2: Oh, yep. That was the best part. But like the fucking Luigi, the pizza dude, bam, oh, right in the face. I was like, that shit was awesome. So yes, I'm, let's
0: get this joking. I'm right. not hardcore indies, so I don't know anything about Luigi. But a lot of people seem to know him. Honestly, it was just because he was a meme.
2: <laughs> That's—I swear to God—that's what it was. He was a meme. He was a TikTok. He was a fucking thirty-second video, whatever you want to call it. It's just like, uh, look at this guy out here fucking rolling dough and fucking wrestling at the same time. And
0: it's like, wow. AW put him on TV for five seconds just to get super kicked. Hey, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. That's the most fucking screen time that guy's gotten ever. And he got a pop in five seconds. That's all it He talks. did, though. A I'm big pop, like, mind you. What? People are crazy <laughs> for the pizza. For the pizza, man. Basically, it's just, oh, shit, pizza. Yes, pop for pizza. He doesn't pop for pizza. Pizza, pizza. Uh, a surprise came from Jungle Boy um, getting a submission over Jay Lethal. Yeah, good stuff, though. I liked it. Decent little That's match. Good stuff. I just didn't see it coming. Like I thought, it was a shoe in that Lethal was just going to beat him.
2: Nah, you got to rebuild this guy. You got to get him going. Get him. Get him. Uh, get him better. He's he's in the building mode. His promos are bad, but he's going to get better. He will get better. And having him get a win over a Jay Lethal is good. Now uh, somebody needs to tell Sanjay De- to shut the fuck up. Like oh, he does please. not stop talking. He reminds me of like Jimmy Hart,
0: but like a bad Jimmy Hart. A much more annoying Jimmy. There Hart. you go. Much more annoying. He's, he's Bill Alfonso without the whistle. Fucking bingo, bud. <laughs> fucking bingo. To exchange but, the whistle for a pencil, and there you go. As annoying as it was, you you kind of loved Bill Alfonso, but fucking Sanjay comes on. It's just get off the fucking TV. Like no, I'm I'm I hate to admit this, but I'm at that point. I hate it, but it's
2: fucking, I, I see why it's entertaining. I'm like, God damn it. You're fucking like over the top and I hate it. Can you fuck off? Like, I get what you're doing, your job. You're doing a great job. Now fuck off.
0: Yeah. It's it's just super annoying. I know it's supposed <laughs> to be annoying, but it's super annoying. It's super. <laughs> it's like way more annoying than it should be, but. Yeah, exactly. And that's when you know it's not good. Yeah, right like, okay, you're fucking stepping over the line here, bud. (laughs) Tone it down. Tone it down. Take it down a notch. Or five. And then the only other thing um, really noteworthy was the women's tag match. Britton Deeb got the win over Tony Storm and Athena. um, Before Jamie Hayter came down with a steel chair. Takes the chair to Tony, and then yells at Baker. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that's what I'm going to do to you. Or whatever the fuck. So, hey, hey. Push it. That wasn't bad. Um, but it was good. I mean for for a split seconds you thought Jamie was just gonna brush everything away and just yeah, we I'm still with Britt. But then immediately turns to Brit, so you know that there's still tension between them two.
1: Ooh. Um
0: and honestly, you know what, Britt Baker's innocent in all of this. It's shockingly, yeah. That four way was everybody for themselves. She was completely in her right to uh to go against Jamie in that match. But out after the match, they're still supposed to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: I don't know. I'm loving this. I think this is good. They, they, them feuding is going to be great. Now, the problem is, or no, not problem. The question, I should say, is how soon are they going to do this match? And considering that next week there's a fatal four way for the fucking women's title already, which I already thought it was going to be Tony and, um, Watch your face, goddamn Thunder Rosa. But something tells me Thunder Rosa probably got some bad news about her back and she's going to be out a little longer and I think they're getting ready to make an audible. I think that's what this is. Because why in the fuck would you already have a four-way interim match when you just did it like two weeks ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking they're ready to pull the plug on the Tony thing. Like, hey, it was cool, but she's hurt and then that match can't happen for a while. So we're going to give it to Britt so that way we can make Britt and Jamie the big match, which would be fucking fine. Because then you can turn around and crown Jamie. Britt doesn't need a belt for long. That's the great thing about Britt Baker. She doesn't need it for long. But when she wins it, she's going to just literally shoot up. And she won't come down when she loses. Because she's that fucking good. And that's that's a star. That's the true ability of a star right there. Is the ability to win a title, hold on to it for two and a half months at best. And fucking lose it and still be on top of the world. You're just not the women's champ.
0: You know what? We we didn't get any jade this week either. <sighs> we, I need a little more jade on Dynamite. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's one of
2: those things. She is your most dominant female competitor. The most dominant. She should be featured every week, and your TNT champion should be featured every week as well.
0: Yeah, and although we've already done uh, shit, Mark say. Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff, lay the fuck off, jeez. Seriously, you don't like AEW. But one of Bischoff's problems this week was uh, the TBS title being defended or the TNT title being defended on TBS. They're not going to change the belt name anytime soon. I'm sorry, but
2: when they do, and I because I said that same thing, I used to make that dumb, stupid argument. But it's a dumb argument to make. It's not like it's a an ultra-negative. They used to be on TNT, so they came up with a TNT title. Now they're on TBS. Just because they're on TBS. Oh, we have to change the name of this title. No. That's...
0: No. 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 Okay. I bet I, uh, I bet he hates the US title being
2: defended in the UK. You know what? That sounds like a corny thing he'd get all mad about. <laughs> Why are you doing this? We're freaking international orders.
0: Like, yeah, that sounds exactly like what's corny would do. Like Literally, every time I see X wwe writer has have a problem. It's got to be corny. Yeah, with WWE. It's, it's corny or Russo or Bischoff.
2: That's how it works, baby. Bischoff's mad because they're doing stuff that
0: makes sense and
2: I knew was going to do that in W C W, but they told me no.
0: Bischoff's changed ever since he got that Hall of Fame ring. Those Hall of Fame rings are horcruxes.
2: You're telling me. I mean, I got one back there, but yeah, you're telling me. Once you get one of the real ones, it's fucking all downhill from there,
0: man. All right, so let's go to uh, the A to B of retro rewind.
2: Smr Podcast Network. You should be
0: listening.
2: All right, the retro we we are looking at. This is no. Let me double check the dates right here. November eighteenth, nineteen ninety six. For those who are waiting and can't wait, oh, wake up, Nitro, Raw are back. Well, guess what? The episode didn't drop. Just letting you know that that's what happens in the game. The review is done. Recording will happen. It's going to drop Monday along with another one. That's going to be the, to give out the actual date, uh, the 25th, the 25th of November uh, for Raw and Nitro that following week for those who want to go around and watch. But. I got to tell, I got to speak about this match because it was only, it, it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be, it Went about almost nine and a half minutes. Jumanji Guerrero versus the de- debuting La Parca in uh, WCW, and it was awesome because this is the La Parca everybody loves. The big fat one, the dude fucking plays the guitar, and he's doing it. He's, he's awesome. And I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, and I gave it a three and a half, nine minutes of awesomeness. Um, I was expecting, expecting this to be a really good match. Uh, Ultimo Dragon versus Dean Malenko. However, through some, you know, DQ bullshittery from Sonny Ono, only got about four minutes, but it left me wanting more. So that was a great one. Uh, For the WWF side, I don't know, like, why this wasn't everything fucking weak, but goddamn was this fun to watch Steve Austin and Mankind beat the living bricks off each other. Um, apparently, it was originally supposed to be um, Yokozuna and Austin, but uh, Vader beat him up, so that whole thing happened, and then Mankind attacked, so pretty much um, Austin was coming out, didn't know who his opponent was going to be, out comes Mankind from behind, beats his ass, they start having a brawl, uh, it did end in a DQ, but it was a fucking ass beating of an ass beating of a match. It was really fun. Good old fashioned tough man contest, something JR would say. But uh, to give the retro, the retro geek of the week or the geeks of the week is this fucking, I don't even know what this fucking team was. These guys came out here and they're fumbling and they're stumbling and when you make Bob Holly look bad and he wants to break your neck you know you done not that and I can and again I've seen Bob Holly try to break fucking Brock Lesnar's neck for crying out, or pause the other way around so I can tell when fucking Bob Holly's mad and this dude was not happy with this Doug Fernaz and this Phil the guy he beat the fucking shit out of him it was um, it was something. And it was quick and thank God because it, it got it got boring the second League Cassidy got it. Leaf Cassidy got it, the match, goddamn. The new Rockers, for those who know, forget what I'm talking about. So random squash tag team, you're the geeks of the week. Retro style.
0: Yeah, um, Austin and Mankind had some very underrated matches.
2: Dudes again, and this was a DQ, D- D- and it was really good. But then again, they were great brawlers. That was the great thing about Mankind. He
0: could brawl everywhere. You know what? Those two are probably the MVPs of like 96, 97. Oh, for sure. For sure. Sean and Brett.
2: Uh, or sorry, uh, Brett and Steve. Because, I mean, I just reviewed that match. They're, uh, the one that they had in Survivor Series. It's, uh, or, uh, yeah, it wasn't the uh, submission match. It was a different match. So, or no, it was, no, it was a submission match. Where's my goddamn notes on that one? I, you got to listen to the review for that one. That was actually really good. But uh, that was a good whole series there. But it's just, yeah. Retro's coming back hot and heavy and fun to, fun to watch again, I'll tell you that.
0: Uh, so we've had the Retro Geek of the Week now for the Modern Day Geek of the Week. What? Pencilneck geek, gritty and
1: freak, scum-sucking with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak.
2: Nothing but a Pencil Neck Geek. Pencil Neck Geek. Modern Day Geek of the Week. This is as simple as it gets. The guy's been on the list before, but just because I praise you because you sound like Jimmy Hart doesn't mean jackass shit to me, boss. This week's Geek of the Week, Sanjay Dutt. Brother, man, if you don't stop fucking yelling into the camera, like the fact that you said boy... And he's a man, like, 47 times in a 26-second period is fucking baffling and downright weird. Because, like, you you keep saying to Jay Lethals, he's a man. He's a man. He's a, How do you know he's a man? What kind of manly shit does he do around you? What kind of stuff is going on in that background? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to know. But Sanjay Dad, you're the
0: geek of the week. Goddamn pencil out of your fucking ear. No arguments. <laughs> I... Fast forward every fucking... <laughs> I can't say I blame you. Uh, he, I used to kind of like him in TNA, but as a manager, he... Fuck. Just stop. Um, yeah, he's, he
2: gets overwhelming, to say the least.
0: And he's just screaming into the camera and doing the close-ups and just... No. No, sir, no, thank you, no, gracias. So... On a more positive note, it is time for this week's Bestler of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, pr- pretty easy for me this week. He had clearly one of the matches of the week. Um, we. Talked about his importance to AEW, especially in recent weeks, if not recent months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the guy is canceling vacations to show up for other people fucking up. Um, basically, he's always there when you need him. Yeah, he's the MVP of AEW and this week's best of the week, John Moxley. John
2: Moxley.
0: Moxley. Now, go go. Do this match next week with Brian, then go take your very hard earned vacation. Please and thank you. And then come back and kick some more ass. Again, please and thank. You. <laughs> also, can we can we get more merch? Because I feel yeah. like all of Mox's merch is pretty much the same. And I want It some, is the same. I just want something a little more simplistic. I mean, I like that. I don't want wire and blood everywhere. Like that camo jagger, that wasn't too bad. But
2: yeah. I mean, like, let's, let's be honest. I'm not going to wear camo every yeah, goddamn day.
0: <laughs> who who do you think I am, Braun Strowman? Exactly. You think I'm Brock? Oh, Lesnar? Oh no, he's all red pants now. I was gonna, I was gonna say, you think I'm Brock Lesnar, but I'm thinking flannel.
2: I'm <laughs> oh, not wearing no damn flannel.
0: Um, speaking of Brock, I'm I'm pretty sure he's uh, scheduled for the Rumble, if not sooner. Oh, I'm down. Let's Come go on back. I'm all for more Farmer Brock. Hey, Farmer Brock works. Yeah, Farmer Brock works. Not just, works. not just on the farms, not just on the farm. No. And he brings his farm tools to work. <laughs> Please do it again. <laughs> come down, come down to the rumble in your
2: tractor. Please but next time, carry you. some bodies in that thing.
0: Yeah. Just to dump them in, just to throw them. <laughs> um, and then Brad Shepard will bury them for you. Oh, there you go. Or at least you'll know where they're buried. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Rossin UK, at the Captain Five One Two, and at SmrPodNet. Check out our website MaxRossing.net, and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. Um, and whatever we did with YouTube last week, do it again this week. We appreciate, we
2: appreciate
0: you. you. We appreciate you. And now listen up, you pencil on geeks. This is what
2: Moses has for you this week. That's right. Retro Rewind back hot and heavy. Bolt Rant, no preview this week because we are playing tonight. Jack playing the Chiefs, uh, the currently in my own mind, the number one rated team in the AFC, taking on the number two rated team in the AFC, looking like hot and heavy stuff. But for the retro, like I said, we were going down with November the 18th, 1996, followed up the same Monday by the 25th of November. I got nothing for that one so far, but again, this episode that I'm dropping really good. You got to go check out uh Leparka's debut in WCW It's definitely worth a watch. He is as entertaining as ever. He's always entertaining, especially back then. Super good stuff. And then uh, I got to drop this bit of news because it was told to me by not told to me literally, but uncle Dave said it this morning. Here's the thing for those who were hoping, praying, Fingers crossed, the whole everything, for Mr. B-Dry to go to Japan to do Wrestle Kingdom. <sighs> AW will debut in Seattle January the 4th, 2023, and headlining said show is Brian Danielson. So to see the fact that I don't think he's going to be in Wrestle Kingdom, it's hurtful. But just want to let y'all know that if he's not there, don't be surprised.
0: Damn it, Tony! Could yeah, goddamn you, Tony! Did not pick a later date, right? Like, come on, you fucker! Uh, I'm sure we'll get Mox in uh, Russell Kingdom now.
2: Mox for sure, and then the reality is, is that everybody else that's suspended was, was the guys that were going to go. over.
0: Well, we'll see uh, if it all blows over by then.
2: Well, truth be <laughs> told, the, the there's five people. There's only five people that are still suspended. Everybody that worked in creative, they're back. Pat Bucks back um uh was it fucking uh Cut. nakazawa he's back but he's also in japan so is kenny Kenny's in japan however he's not promoting the game but he is in a way ish yeah so
0: yeah that was nice to see the golden lovers reunion too
2: oh dude i freaking
0: that was great
2: god i need koda. i need i need, the, I need him re- i need the bucks and everybody reinstated and i need ken i need koda to come down and work out here again, that'd be super awesome. Uh, And last but not least, uh, fuck that guy in the crowd from AEW last night that held the sign that said CM Punk owns the Bucks when the reality is, is, homie, (laughs) in California and in Southern California, I said this a couple weeks ago, I'm going to repeat it again. When you talk shit, you're going to get checked. And if, mind you, and this is the factuals, you can ask anybody in Southern California from anywhere around, if these boys were not from the Rancho Cucamongas, if they were not from Rancho Cucamonga, a.k.a. the suburbs, you just would have got your ass beat. They wouldn't have knocked on your door. They would have they actually kicked it in, beat your ass, drug you outside, and set you fired. But you got lucky. And then take take Now everybody's shoes. suspended. Another
0: and then taking your shoes.
2: Then take your the goddamn shoes, throw them on a fucking wire.
0: Get <laughs> yeah, nerd. Uh, and with that said, join us next week for summer's end. Captain vs. Phoenix one more time for the world title. Plus, will AEW Grand Slam capture the magic of last year? Who will become the new AEW world champion? Who will come out with more backstage gossip about CM Punk? We don't know, but we'll find out next week. Um, and to play you out is a little recap of what's been leading up to some of them basically next week intro. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night.
2: Ten weeks baby, get them promo classes in Cypher You too Phoenix.
0: Not oh. Phoenix, Travis. Captain, what is your response to Travis Anderson's comments last week?
1: You're gonna call yourself the Dragon King? Are you fucking serious? Last time I checked, there are no dragons around here. And last time I checked, I wear the fucking crown in match Wrestle. Last I checked, we were going to go one-on-one at Promo Slam. And last I checked, I showed up. You're also a coward because you think I asked for a rematch. I never asked for a rematch. I didn't even ask to make it a triple threat. Let me tell you why I added Chad to the match in Promo Series. It's because if he doesn't show up... At least I'll have someone to beat. I will run you down and you know it. That's why you had to get your jury brother to join the match. So I'm outnumbered. But here's the problem. I've done triple threats. I've done fatal four with and i fucking won those two. Well fuck you, fuck him, and fuck everybody that's got a problem with the captain. That championship on your shoulder, captain, don't mean shit right now. It don't mean shit until I beat you. And it don't mean nothing until I beat the chat. See you both, at promo series. What do you want to say in response to the big allegations? At promo slam. I was hit from behind after my promo. Now I don't know who, I don't know why. Only that it was done with a gavel. I also know that our very own captain has one. It wouldn't be the first time you've lied to me. It wouldn't be the first time you've attacked me from behind. Every piece of evidence points to you. And it's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this on my own time. I did not attack Phoenix at Promo Slam because we have irresponsible journalists and they spread lies and bullshit and put into the media that I attack someone when I have fuck all reason to is embarrassing. Like, no, no, you know what? Fuck it. If Phoenix wants to point the finger at me so badly and if Travis thinks I'm afraid to fucking face someone one-on-one, here, Phoenix, I'm defending that world championship against you in two weeks at match wrestling summer's end. If I am guilty of attacking you, then the title is yours. But when I am found not guilty, I want everybody to stand up and applaud me as the longest fucking reigning world champion and the one motherfucker that takes this shit to the max every single week.